Coming to you live from Nick's house. It's Mav and Goose and the Big Steam. Choo choo! Hey all it's uh, Dad Bod's D Team back again here with the Big Steam, who is, as I'm sure many of you are aware, Steam's vlog has taken over the vlogging community as of late. We're lucky to have him here. He's got a lot of busy contractual agreements going on, so we're just grateful he's in the studio today. Guys, thanks for having me. I'm a longtime fan of the show. I'm so happy to be here. This is great. It's great to have you. You're really lighting up the blogs, the blog, the vlogosphere. Uh, uh, big fan, Steamaholic over here. Uh, Mav is a Steamaholic. So. Snapchat's been great to me. I'm, I'm just, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, they guys. flew, they flew out to Dallas. Is that correct? They did, and they got me out in time. Thankfully, you know. Oh was, man, was... they, they knew it was gonna go down, and uh, I guess you just didn't want to be when, be there when that, uh, when those tragic events happened. Thoughts with Dallas. Yeah. Um, here on Dad Bought D Team, I think we have to start off with uh, the events of the KD signing, aka the decision 2.0. Let's start off with the Steam here. Steam thoughts. You know, I. As someone who's won multiple championships, you know, I I can't imagine just battling with the team for seven games and then joining them afterwards and, and starting being friends with them. To me, it's just an unbelievable thing that KD did. I can't believe it. Lost all respect for him. Man, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, you know, this Mav here. Uh, I just, uh, you know, he, you try so hard and you get so far and there's got to be just a certain frustration factor when it comes to, um, you know, where to sign in. I just, I think he did what he could in order to put him the best possible decision, uh, put, uh, best possible, um, I don't know what, what am I looking for? Uh, place, best possible place in order to win a championship. And I think that he, uh, he went out and he got his being a little selfish, I think he gave all he could to OKC and uh, just went and did what he needed to do. Goose coming in in hot. Uh, I just want to throw out: what point do you does basketball become fun for the athlete? I know KD cited there's a brotherhood when he saw Steph, Clay, and Draymond together, as well as Andre Iguodala, who they have a relationship from the 2010 um, World Championships. What point does it come fun? Because in OKC, it didn't seem like he was having much fun with all. Uh, Russ Westbrook, um, but in Golden State, obviously they're having fun. They're smiling. Steph Curry's shimmying. Um, I love to shimmy myself. At what point do we look and say, Katie's just trying to have fun out there instead of, you know, hold it against him uh, for switching teams? You know, t- to me, it's, it's something that I miss the old days of basketball where guys would go out and they would just battle. All these guys are so friendly. They're dapping each other before and after the game. They're fist bumping. They're having fun out there. I want battles. I want wars out there on the basketball court. You guys have won basketball championships. You know what it's like. Were you and Ray Third just bat or just dapping each other after the game, saying good job? I don't think so, man. It it, it just it it makes no sense to me. It sounds to me like Steam. You're missing the days of Bill Lambier. I, I am. I remember. I am. Uh, Mav over here, he took quite a few Bill Lambeer moves, whether it be knocking guys down, hip-checking, throwing his shoulder into somebody, and it really sent a message. I think we've talked about this before, where you have to send a message. The NBA, I think what you're saying is the NBA is missing that today. There's nobody out there looking to send a message to say, hey, this is my court, this is my team, get out of my way, the championship is mine. You know, I can agree with that. Uh, you know, I, while I agree with KD's decision and going and trying to have a, a more fun time, um, I think you guys are onto something when it comes to the physicality of the NBA at this point. Um, you don't see it. You don't see it as much. There's a lot of pretty boys out there. 
You know, I, nothing's worse than when someone gets fouled and, and the first thing they do is just go towards the refs. Like, hey, what the heck, man? Like, how come I'm not getting my calls? How come this and that? It's like, dude, just play the game. Like, you know, I, ne- I never complained to the refs. You know, I just took mine and I freaking won the championships, you know? That you did. Get yours. That you did. Win the ship. I mean, what are you complaining about? You know, you get paid millions of dollars. You could t- you get a few bruises here and there. You know, Mav, you, you brought up the bad boys. You brought up Bill Lambier. Who's who's the bad boy of the NBA now? Draymond Green? Why? Because he punches dudes in the dick? <laughs> That's not bad. That's just cowardly, man. That's not being a bad boy. I, I can't argue that. I cannot argue that point. Steve, let's... Great, great you thoughts. Know, you know, I... I have taken my shots, but never, never there, never there. Never punch a guy. That yeah, dick, it's like the great Cartman once said, "Come on, butters, <laughs> can't shoot him in the dick." Uh, uh, that's I think the code. You know, you just can't. Uh, you just can't do that. I think Cartman was on to something in uh, that episode. Yeah, he's definitely on to something. All right, moving on. Uh, with continuing on this little basketball theme, uh, I remember the Dad Bods A team was talking about what to do with Russell Westbrook and potential trades. Um, some that really grind my gears, r- really uh, ruffled Goose's feathers. Um, I remember somebody mentioned a Demarcus Boogie Cousins trade for Russell Westbrook. What? What? Who came up with this? I, uh, I mean, how can you consider yourself a trade expert when you're offering a point guard to a a uh, for a center with a team that already has two centers that are pretty much starting caliber in Ennis Cantor and Steven Adams. Steven Adams, who's projected to be a star here very shortly, you want to throw Boogie Cousins there and leave that team to, leave that team to him with Cameron Payne, who's only known because of his pregame dancing and Charlie Villanueva pissing everybody off. Come on, Dad Bods A team, you're better than that. Come on, man. Uh so that's really what grinds my feathers. I don't know how you're going to put three starting centers in one lineup that can't do anything but post up. And uh, I mean, Boogie has some handles, as he demonstrated in the, the skills competition. But come on, you're going to put three centers together with no guards? Roberson can't shoot. Cameron Payne can't shoot. Come on, man. And you know, for me, for I'm not exactly sure who made that claim, but I'm pretty sure they're big Suns fans. And the last thing we want is Russell Westbrook in the Suns division. To me, that, that's just a claim that it, it makes no sense to me why you would do that. Yeah, gets me heated. But uh, speaking of basketball, let's move on to the summer league. I know Mav's got something that's really uh, been burning on his mind. He wants to get off his chest. You know, I uh, called it, a, was it last podcast when we discussed the Thon Maker? Yeah, we've uh, talked, I think we've talked about it. And he went top ten. Um, I'm just going to say I called it. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he goes to the summer league and... One game, he's already putting down the double-double. He's just going to in and out and getting that burger. I'm really impressed. He, uh, he's got, right now, uh, he's, uh, he's a rebound leader in the summer league. Wow, um, after just one game, you know, he's really putting up the board. He's getting the boards. I was watching the highlights, and I was really impressed. Um, it's like I said before when I, when I knew he was going to go top ten in the draft that, uh, you know, he's just willing to do the dirty work. Uh, he, grabs the, he grabs the boards. He's putting back the slams, and uh, he's playing some really exciting ball. He's, he's really explosive, and I just love the game. You know, it's it's no surprise to me, you know, listening to this D-Team po- podcast, that this is the number one place for basketball analysis out there. It, it, it really is. You call Thon Maker from the beginning, you know. I didn't hear anyone else out there fine. hey, Thon Maker, Thon Maker. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's raw. He's a project." You knew, you knew right away. He's yeah, a top ten he, pick. Yeah, he was. He was projected to go late first round, early second round. I, I said, "No way. There's just no way." 
that he's going to go that far. People, they're going to see the raw talent. Um, for you stat lovers out there, he's got a plus 18 point differential as of now. He's really, he's really contributing to the team. Um, you know, the, the analysis is there. The, the hard work is there. He's really just cleaning up the boards. Really exciting player to watch. Yeah. Summer really exciting. League is fun to watch right Summer now. Summer League is a good time. Yeah, it's, it's been great. Uh, speaking of uh, some exciting stuff, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Just want to give a shout out to uh, D'Angelo Russell. Even though he sucked, quote, um, he has ice in his veins. He's, uh, I mean, he's still trying to get over that Snapchat incident. Steam, I know you, uh, you're an expert on Snapchat. It's, it's, uh, something yeah, that rocked the community for what, sure. What, what do you think about that the whole situation? Recording and... Uh, you know... I think when it comes to recording, you got to make sure that you're recording the right things because you can't get people in trouble like we saw. It's it's probably better to just use that front camera from now on. <laughs> just stick to the front camera. Coming from Steam, from Steam's vlog, heard it here first. B-O-B-B-Y-R-O-B-S-O-N on Snapchat. <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, our different, our other favorite version of basketball. We got the WNBA. Can't go out with a uh, D team podcast without mentioning the WNBA. Uh, Mav, we got Mav, our uh, Mercury fanatic. He's crazy about his Merc. Crazy. Uh, it's crazy. They're not playing their best, but uh, you know, as a former champion, Mav, what do you think the Mercury, who sit at eight and twelve and in eighth place in the playoffs, is currently? And they don't want to play uh, Los Angeles, who's been killing it lately. What do the Mavs need, or the Mercury need to do to uh, turn their season around? You know, I really think that they just need to get down to the nitty gritty. Um, you know, eight and twelve, they've been streaky. You know, sometimes they're playing great ball, sometimes they're not. I think they really need to focus on their chemistry. I think uh, Britton Griner and Diana Taurasi really need to come together and uh, really create a one-two punch. I think if they can do that um, down the stretch, they can really gain some ground. Um, we're about uh, how 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 far in the season? About half. <laughs> we're about halfway. About halfway, yeah. There, there's that Olympic break in the middle. They take for uh, yeah, the women yeah, to yeah. go play in the, the Olympics. Yeah, I wasn't so, sure uh, how they, I wasn't sure how they would do with that. We'll we'll touch on the Olympics uh, coming up later. We brought in our Olympic expert Steam to uh, touch on that later. But with the WNBA. Um, they're about halfway through. I think Dewana Bonner is really the kind of the key, the X factor, as you could say. Um, but they got their stars. I think the Mercury are at the point where they really play for the postseason. They've uh, they got the stars. They, maybe they get bored during the regular season. Steam as a uh, former X factor of a championship team. What do you think uh, the Mercury need to do to well, turn it around? You know, you mentioned chemistry, and that's a huge part of any team, any sport. Diana Taurasi, someone that they count on year in and year out left them last year for the money, you know, and she comes back and they're clearly not the same team, you know, I I gotta wonder how much chemistry was affected by her, maybe call it selfish move for the money, I don't know, it's definitely played a big part in their season though. All I can say is I think she came back for the 20th anniversary of the WNBA and to get that 20th anniversary ship. It's really been a great 20 years. Yeah, what a uh, 20 years to back. I think she it's really been great. I mean, it's really impressive. It's just really special her to get that 20th anniversary of the WNBA championship. Let's hope for a, uh, another 20 more. Yeah, definitely another 20 years uh, and beyond. You know, um, final thoughts on this. I think that if they make it in the playoffs, I think they have a, a good shot at uh, maybe getting that 20th anniversary. Championship. The, t- the talent's definitely Com- there. You know, coming as the underdogs, uh, you know, face up against uh, Los Angeles, it's possible. 
That is true. All right, now touching on the Olympics, we want to get a little Olympic preview brought in our expert, Steen. So uh, what's his thoughts on the Olympics coming up? Obviously, Rio, it's it's clogging up all headlines. Is it going to happen? All these scandals, the Zika virus, is Rio going to be ready? I'm not interested in any of that. What I'm looking forward to is the athletic competition, the Olympic Games. Oh, my gosh, what a summer it's going to be. So many storylines that are really going to be in my brain this whole summer, you got Michael Phelps, his fifth Olympics. Wow. Is he still in gold medal shape? I don't know. We're going to find out. Track, obviously, is going to be a huge event. You know, some athletes aren't going in golf and tennis. That's, is that going to decline? You know, I'm excited for the volleyball, of course. You got beach, you got indoor. It's There's so many great storylines that I'm just ready to just sit down and watch all summer. You know, uh, I was actually watching Michael Phelps. Uh, I can't remember what race it was, but uh, he looked he looked in pretty good shape for uh, you know going into his fifth Olympics. It's pretty impressive that he's able to stay in shape for so long. Uh, does that have something to do with maybe getting back in the youth grind over at uh, ASU around the college kids? You know, just feeling it again. Uh, shoot, might even be that he's a newly father. Shout out to uh, Michael Phelps and his newborn son. Um, yeah, at our alma mater, ASU, uh, Michael Phelps and Bob Bowman have really been uh, pushing it and grinding, and uh, I think Michael Phelps will be fun to watch. I do think him, he'll medal. I don't know if I want to commit to him. I don't think he's going to get the gold. I think he's going to come in maybe with the silver or bronze, and it'll still be an impressive achievement. But we got to remember, this is his fifth Olympics. Do you know how time. hard that is to train for 20 years? years? Yeah, 16. He's been training for so long in the pool. He's taken time off, and he's gotten back in shape. Shout out to Michael Phelps. It's really uh, a statement to his work ethic and truly his talent. Um, something I want to touch on also in the Olympics is the NBA, the USA basketball. Are we, are we talented enough, even though we don't send over maybe – Three of our f- top five superstars. You know, we're not missing. We're missing Kawhi. We're missing Steph. We're missing LeBron. Of course, do we have the talent to take the gold like the USA is accustomed to doing? You know, this. Some have said when that roster came out, this is not our best team, and and this team is not as good as as the 2012 team. It's certainly not as good as that second dream team in 08. But we're the United States of America. You know, we are we are rich in basketball talent, and you know. Some might say that this this may not be our best team, but this has to be your gold medal favorite, and it's going to be a disappointment if they don't win that gold. I think it's always a disappointment if they don't win the gold. What year was it when they uh, when they uh, came up with was it bronze? Oh four. Oh four. Yikes, man! What a disappointment. That's probably the most disappointing NBA. I mean, Olympic team that the United States has put out. Um, I definitely agree that they're the favorites to win the gold and. Uh, Really expect them to see uh, see them on the top of the podium. You know, some of their past competition, Spain, you know, some of those guys, that, that old historic guard, Pau Gasol's getting older, a couple of their guys are getting older. I think the U.S. has a real good shot at gold, despite some of these newly traditional European powers. It's going to be fun to watch. The women's side as well is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Obviously, you've got all the stars in the WNBA that we know and love and follow on a daily basis. But, you know, some of those international stars that, that really have, have populated the women's game over the past decade or so, seeing them represent their countries. The Olympics, oh, there's, there's, there's nothing like it. There truly is. And let's not forget that in 2004, Argentina was the one that took the, US, the, right. the Olympic gold medal. Nice. But that was with a young 
Manu Ginobili, I don't think I think his best days are behind him. Uh, with a few shots to the groin, he's just not the same Manu that we all grew to know and love and watch him flop. Maybe he's um, flopped too many times. Manu, yeah. Manu's flopped one. His, too body, many. his body's feeling it now. He's really, he's really feeling it. Um, what what else do we got going on? Well, today was Wimbledon, the finals of the men's. Uh, I just want to say how lucky we are. As a generation growing up, I've been lucky enough to watch Federer, the Bull, Rafael Nadal, the Joker, Novak. And as today, he's cemented himself as one of the greats, Andy Murray. Um, I think he's definitely in that elite four, the four, the four legends that are playing now. Um, I didn't think uh, Ronich was going to win his today. I think it's still the time of the Elite Four. I think I think Federer still has one left in him. Yeah. The maestro, watching him the other the past few days, it's just the way he plays tennis is an art. It's it's beautiful. It, it's, it really is. We I, are we are so blessed to be in the Roger Federer era. I mean, truthfully, just the the way he handles himself off the course, the poise. The grace, just oh my gosh, just what a treasure it is to watch him play tennis. Yeah, he's got he's got probably I would say he's got one of the best lines in the Nike uh, apparel lineup. Would you guys agree with that? I'd have to agree. Goose, I I noticed that you wear a lot of that Roger Federer gear. It's uh, it's classy stuff. It's, I have it's to great. say, I'm I'm a very Nike uh, Nike forward guy. I love wearing my Nike gear, and I have to say, when I see a, the little RF on everything, I know it's going to be a quality product. I know it's going to be a classy look. Um, I really can't turn away from it. I'm also a big fan of the Rafael Nadal. You know, they say he's like a bull in a china shop, just plays reckless, just the way I love to play my sports, just all out, everything I have, uh, grunting when I have to, um, just doing what it takes. Um, and I think, and I have to say, if Roger played in a different era of tennis, I think he gets at least 25 grand slams. Absolutely. But unfortunately for him, but great for us, he plays in such a great era of men's tennis that... You know, there's competition. The Joker is making his run, even though he fell, fell out of this tournament a little bit early. Uh, kind of missed him in the final, Novak. Um, but it's just been great tennis. Got to give a shout-out to to Steam's girl, Serena Williams. Oh, I know he's a huge fan. You know, it it is about time that we start talking about Serena with the respect that we talk about Babe Ruth and Dan Marino and Michael Jordan. She is the greatest... In her craft of all time, she is one of the greatest pure athletes in American sports history. Just what what a phenomenal, phenomenal performance again at Wimbledon. I believe this is her sixth title, I believe, yeah. at the All-England Club. Just, just unbelievable. What a treasure. What an American treasure Serena Williams is. And not only does she win singles, mere four hours later, she goes and wins doubles with her sister, Venus. Just, there's there's no one on this planet like her. And I have to say, I think one thing that kind of doesn't bring the attention to her is she's a beautiful woman. She is. She she's is. got, I mean, she's a little bit more, she has more muscle on her. But so some people are into that, man. Hey, some people are into that. Hey, I, the, as, strength. This the strength. It's strength, it's strength, it's finesse. She's got the speed. as Coming from Goose himself... Goose loves a little meat on the bones. He doesn't <laughs> want a stick. He doesn't want just the bone. He likes a little meat. And so, Serena, hey, shout out to you. You're a beautiful woman. Here at the Dad Bods D team. We love what you're doing. We love what you're doing for the game of tennis. Keep it up. You're you're just a fantastic woman. I think that's also a shout out to Goose's fiance. Shout out uh, to Jessica. Goose's fiance, Jessica. Shout out to you, girl. Can't wait to see you. Miss you. 
Missy baby. <laughs> and on that, uh, on that note, we'll uh, we'll hear a word from our sponsor. It's your boy again, the big Steam. Want to give a shout out to my own vlog, Steam's vlog on Snapchat. That's right, Steam's vlog with a V. You can follow it at B O B B Y. R-O-B-S-O-N, that's the username on Snapchat. You'll get everything from restaurant reviews, movie reviews, a little glimpse into the daily life of the big Steam. People love it. People review it all the time. They say how great it is. So make sure you check it out today, Steam's vlog on Snapchat. Looking forward to seeing you online. And we're back! (laughs) Mav and Goose in the big Steam today. I think we have to touch on what's been all the rage in pretty much the whole world. It's been solving obesity. It's been reliving our childhood, really. The Pokemon Go app. It's been finding uh, dead bodies as finding, well. <laughs> causing car accidents, finding dead bodies. Really, anything and everything you can think of, Pokemon Go app is doing that for us. You know, it's the, it's the 90 kid's dream to be a Pokemon master. Um, I think I look back to when... I was watching Pokemon, collecting those Pokemon cards. This the thing you wanted to do is you wanted to go out. You want to be able to catch those Pokemon in real life. And that's what Pokemon Go is doing for us today. No, I, I had no idea that all this time there were Pokemon living and breathing in my community. It was cra- I, I caught a Squirtle in my living room. It was crazy. What? It was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I caught I caught a squirrel in my uh, in my lake house up in New Hampshire. What? Uh, yeah, it was it was just sitting right down my bed. It was crazy. Who would have guessed? So for those of you that haven't downloaded this app yet, what it is is basically your goal is to go out and catch them all. You're going to travel around your community. You can go wherever you want by preferably by foot because you get those steps in on that Fitbit, which helps a lot. But the whole point is you are you are engaging with your surroundings with your community in hopes of catching them all every every 90s kids dream you know so uh we just want here at dad's Bods, we all uh we've all downloaded the app uh mav goose and uh steam here we uh we just want to go over some of our pickups uh what do you, what do you guys uh picked up uh what pokemon are you guys catching right now well, I have to say, uh, Goose here, he found a Charmander in his room to start off with, and then he also caught, very excited about my Growlithe. Um, where'd, as, you find, where'd you find that one at? As a dog guy, it was actually on the way uh, home from Taylor, actually. My, I, Goose here lives in a small town, and uh, he commutes back and forth for the pod. He really cares about the pod, and uh, he found a Growlithe out in the desert over on Country Club in the 202, if uh, any of you are looking for that Growlithe. Um, but as a dog guy, I always grew up, I always admired the fire Pokemon. I'm always kind of a fire Pokemon guy. Um, if any of you know where a uh, Magmar is, give a shout out to me. I'd love to find him. Um, but Growlithe is kind of my my Pokemon. I also got caught an Execute and a Mankey. Um, I love, I'm really trying to work on my Mankey and uh, evolving him to a Primeape. I always loved Primeape when you beat up Ash in Pokemon. I thought he was one of the toughest Pokemon. So uh, really shooting for that Primeape. You got quite the you 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 have a small collection, but your collection are powerful, just just great rare Pokemon to find. Good for you, good Qual- for you. Quality over quantity, definitely. I'm just looking to be the best trainer I can be. You know, I I took an example from Ash. I noticed a lot of trainers just work their Pokemon so hard. They want to be the best, and it almost was devastating to the Pokemon because they didn't feel the love that Ash always gave his Pokemon. He didn't make Pikachu be in that Pokeball. He let Pikachu roam and have the freedom and trust that every trainer should have in their Pokemon, and I'm trying to emulate that style. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. You know, I I have caught an 
Ekans, and 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 for me, for me, this 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 really speaks true to me. And I don't want to get too much into it, but I live with a bunch of snakes. <laughs> not 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 the actual reptiles, but people. They they they're they're pretty slimy, snaky things. So for me, catching an Ekans in my own apartment. Really made a lot of sense. Super it, ironic. It, 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 Super it's, ironic. It's, it came as no surprise to me, believe me. <laughs> believe me. Um, Want to give a quick shout out to another vlog on Snapchat, the J Ice vlog. Um, the San Diego Pokemon Go community is is something that it is taking off. He's around. He's vlogging his Pokemon adventures. It's like a new series of. Pokemon. So shout out to you, J Ice. Keep doing it. I love it. I really respect that vlog community. Uh, you got to be involved. Um, Mav here. Um, yesterday I caught a Zubat. It was just flying around uh, at Bye Bye Baby. I was uh, my wife was purchasing some things for a uh, future uh, baby shower, and it, the Zubat was just flying around. The, the Wait, little... Goose. Goose, I, I, I don't do. I just popped in your house. Did it really? Let me throw out my football. Hold on, hold on. Do you got to catch it? It's right there. Got it. Uh, let's, let's go. go. do duo. Remember, if you remember, Ash was in a race. Uh, I remember. Was he on the do duo or was he on the evolved form of do duo? Do trio. Do trio. Mm, I honestly don't remember. I believe he was on a do trio, but I caught a do duo. Let's hope I can get a do trio. Maybe uh, get in a few races. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, as I was saying, uh, before that Pokemon just appeared Sorry. out of nowhere. What other podcasts are you going to have people catching Pokemon? And that's something that's exclusive to the D-Team podcast. <laughs> the D-Team, we breaking new ground. We're, we're all about breaking new ground, shooting from the hip. Um, you know, just we, that insight to Pokemon Go, you guys are just getting it here first. Uh, just on the forefront of cutting edge Pokemon Go, you know, news. So happy to be here. Turn in, tune in to the uh, DadBods Facebook page. We'll be uh, reporting our latest catches throughout the week. And uh, feel free to put up where you're catching your Pokemon so uh, other trainers alike can do their best and, let's, like we all do, catch them all. Definitely got to uh, sound off in the comments below in regards to, you know, what Pokemon you're catching and where you're catching them at. I think that... Uh, What's unique about this game is not only the Pokemon you're catching, but also where you're catching them. I've seen a lot of stuff popping up. Some really interesting places. Cemeteries. Strip clubs. Uh, churches. Churches. Chicken. Churches, chicken. Churches, chicken. Uh, Popeyes, probably. Probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, just sound off in the comments below and let us know if, uh, if you're catching anything specific. Uh, just let us know. Give us some feedback. All right, and with that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up our podcast. Again, we want to uh, thank the Big Steam for making an appearance today. You know, guys, I've been a long-time fan of the show, and, and to be on this D-Team podcast, which I think is the best in the Dad Bod series, it's, it's truly an honor. So thank you both, Mav and Goose, for allowing me to be in the crib, in the sound studio, just, just shooting from the hip. It's great. It's gonna be great. We're gonna we're gonna have to have you back. Can't wait to have you back and uh, touch on the Olympics throughout the summer. Uh, I know that that'll be on your mind as well as ours. So uh, great to have you. And uh, Matt, uh, with that, uh, we would like to thanks the Big Steam uh, as always. Mav Goose and the Big Steam here. 
Uh, always remember, folks, uh, as we leave you, the only difference between Champ and Chump is you.